hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink. Now we are. Oh, okay. I do realize part of it's green, though, which is going to be problematic for the green screen. Oh. <laughs> My bad. Should I take it off, then? probably unless my head maybe i'll be a bald uh, man you can in this. block it with that with your big head with my big floppy dot <laughs> problem <laughs> solved. Big floppy Wait, dot. what if the green screen only picks <gasps> up the red amazing well that's what i'm saying Ooh. now you have a clown nose floating above you oh my goodness look it's sassy magic <laughs> sassy magic okay i'm done people people who are listening are no longer listening and people who are watching hate me so christmas time is here we've had a year featuring chauncey what's the uh what's the shoot the the song that's like orchestra what the christmas orchestra song that they always put lights to the trans-siberian orchestra welcome to our christmas special we've had a year to learn the rest of that charlie brown song and we just never did <laughs> by the way what do you mean i did oh okay i knew all the you words just had chauncey cover for you i see <laughs> hello everybody it is this comes out if i'm well not mistaken which i probably am comes out the week the sunday before christmas um is my phone ringing someone's phone's ringing it's your mother again 
It's like she knows. I tried to show the people what my mom's picture is when she calls, but just think about Lucille Bluth and you'll, you'll get the idea. Uh, Merry Christmas, if things are according to plan. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah. If you don't celebrate anything, Happy Day. I hope you still are having a good time. Have and a great time today. Despite the cold, I'm sure you're chilly. And if you're not celebrating a holiday, that's kind of lame that you have to sit in the cold while other people And if you're sing. in Florida and don't celebrate Christmas, then I guess today is just like a random Wednesday it's for you. It's a beach day. Well, I guess Sunday. I guess today's Sunday for you. Well, that's true. Because this comes out on a Sunday. La, 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 la. Okay. So. Hello, everyone. Hello. How is your Christmas going? As I say. To whom are you asking this question? To you. To me? Yeah. Oh, lovely. Thank you. I just won Christmas Tanner. This is me manifesting it. Sure. I just won first place. Got it. I. What about you? I don't know what I'm doing on Christmas at all. I know I'm in Virginia. But I I don't know where I am. That's a start. Uh, my parents are still doing the divorce thing of like, oh, are you with me in the morning and your dad at night? Are you with your dad in the morning and me at night? It's it's so... See, I what you got to do is you got to marry someone and then go to their house. That's what I'm learning really quickly. Allison, are you listening? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, don't <laughs> do not do that. Oh, my gosh. And now the floodgates open with oh, gossip. Christ. We are not even talking this about would be engagement. The Everyone leave us alone. way to propose to somebody. <laughs> Wait, uh, as you say, wasn't Blaze going to propose on this show? Yeah, but that was before, like, it was a whole thing, and it was just going to be kind of cute, and then, like... Right. But in person, not, like, over the episode, and then three weeks later... Allison, are you listening? I, what if she doesn't you listen? You down? What if you Down did, to wed? What if you did do that, and then she just didn't listen? To, she told you she listened to the show, oh, but she didn't. What if this then, really was a proposal? It's not, She guys. would kick my ass. No, that's not how it this is going. It would be the worst way to propose to somebody. It'd be like, oh, in three weeks, listen to this episode on your commute. <laughs> guys i'm not i'm not proposing to allison allison i'm not proposing to you so if you do not i like to think you know me well allison's enough at already this point. pretty pissed about this <laughs> allison just sorry please, uh, no i had nothing to do with this um hello allison, she told me to do it oh please okay allison knows me better than that we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary friendiversary al and i <sighs> thought you year. met me and i was like i'm the worst friend ever to not have that information you already ruined our friendiversary don't worry about it uh, so okay 10 years with you and allison that's yeah, great we met 10 years ago that's pretty adorable she do you want to tell the story 17 and i was 18 wow you guys really have known each other for a long time i know we were little babies um also oh before i forget today this it's not when this comes out but it is crohn's and colitis awareness week and um so i'm wearing my crohn's is cray t-shirt and uh, I got it from uh, an Instagram account called Crohn's is Cray, and they just sent it to me for free. They said, pick something off the website. Oh, that's awesome. And send it, send it to, I'll send it to you. And so um, I just want to give them a little shout out. And uh, if you know someone with Crohn's or colitis, give them a little hug today. But not too hard, because their tummy might hurt. I'd hug you, but your tummy might hurt. <laughs> I'm giving you a metaphysical hug. Thanks. Does your soul oh. feel relieved? It actually feels really, like... Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I got it. Mine, too. Mine, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so that's that. I just wanted to... Uh, oh, and I, I have a patron of the week, since we're now making this a weekly thing, I decided. Oh, yes. Well, we probably should. But the problem is, if we do it monthly, we're never going to remember. And then three months later, we're going to be like, oh, yeah. But every time you do that, then I remember that I forgot to figure out the name of who suggested this story. Well, maybe then you should just do that. Okay. Okay, so our patron of the week, month, I don't know what... Is Sydney Stevens. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. That's all. All right. We appreciate your support. Um, oh, I remember now. Okay, good. And I think that's all I have. It's it's holiday season. It is the season. Oh, please go uh, get tickets. That's uh, right. Uh, we forget to keep saying this, but we presumably still have tickets left for our tour. 
Um, so please go get them. Yeah, the day that this that we're recording this, uh, tickets actually went live for gen- for sale, like for general sale, like not today, pre-sale. for us. And uh, apparently, we already sold out in New York, so we're pretty proud of that. So uh, go check if we're coming to a city near you, because I think we're selling some, moving some uh, product, if you will, moving some products, uh-huh. move some prods. You As know, the kids say that's what they do say. Oh, I heard a kid last night in Target go. He was with his friends. They were like teenagers, and I heard him go, "Whoa, an electric truth, uh, electric toothbrush!" And his friend was like, "Yeah, I hear that's the moves these days." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I'm so old that I didn't know that was a phrase, and I'm also so old that I knew the electric toothbrush has been a, a move for a while." But well, uh, yeah, qu- hello, Quip.com promo code drink. What do you? Apparently, thinking? his mind was blown. He had never seen an electric toothbrush until last well, night. Well, I so. think that's more a problem with him than anyone else because they're okay, pretty I feel much better than everywhere. Well, apparently, if you didn't know, electric toothbrush is are, are the, the move. move. We probably said it wrong and sound like such grandparents. <laughs> this is like the time I said tho to like eight million times. <laughs> and you were just looking at me like, okay. I was like, okay. I think, I was like, I love you as my best friend. And that's all that needs to be said. Uh, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, okay. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the u.s you can grow lemon avocado olive or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of house plants available fast growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days and along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee they offer free plant consultation forever i am so thrilled that we are working with fast growing trees i spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what i would love to order from their products they have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden um they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very very specific flowers i actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden i recently discovered how much i love the smell of lilac and so i I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
So the reason that I didn't remember this time uh, a person's name is because this actually was not suggested to any to from by, by anyone. Um, I wanted to do a Christmas adjacent story. Okay. So I went amongst myself and Google to find a, a Christmas. You story. went amongst yourself. I went with myself traveling Just really did through. Some... The, I made a move like a, the toothbrush. <laughs> deep dive into your soul. All right, so this I tr- okay. Let's tell the story first about what what I wanted to cover. Uh, I received a phone call, and it was M saying, "I don't know if I'm in a thin place." And I went, "Well, I don't want to be involved in this, but as your friend, I decided I would be." <laughs> so then M says, "What did you say?" Uh, so I remembered. Uh, so before we even go any further it ended up being episode 47 where i talk about krampus. Oh, yeah, yeah don't go googling we figured it at out at the end of krampus apparently i also tried to squeeze in another folklore which i should have in hindsight used that as a whole other story yeah, because didn't there was know. definitely enough information back then we didn't know we would need those stories for later i burned through my material yeah. <laughs> uh but so i remembered vaguely covering the icelandic yule elves or yule, yule lads. lads and uh but i couldn't find an episode where i covered it i looked through all of our episodes we looked through the episode guide uh and it wasn't in there to see, and i was like i i know i've covered this story i know i have well and it's funny because you called eva and eva was like i have no idea what you're talking about but it was before eva was, worked with yeah. us so she's like i have no idea so em's like oh my god i'm literally going crazy i was like i know like i haven't even started researching this but i know enough to know that there are at least 13 of them yeah. and they like break into your house to eat your food and shit like, and, I know they exist. And then you called me without any, like, you were like, did I cover those? And I was like, oh, yeah, the ones that, like, eat your food and eat your cookies. And you were like, yes, so I, I have covered it. Either that or we're both in the thin or place. Or we're both, <laughs> you just took me in the thin place with you, which is entirely possible. So we felt really crazy because we, and then I went digging and I was like, I can't find it either. So thank you, Twitter, for thank everyone Twitter. giving us the answer to that, which was, I talked about the Yule Lads in the Krampus episode, which I think was 47. 47. So... So I would like to go back and do that again eventually. I think that would be a, a nice retelling because I do remember rushing through it. You know, some people have requested I retell old stories and I was thinking about it because obviously I'm like, that seems kind of lame unless you have like new information or you have yeah, a better it feels way like to tell cheating, it. cheating you guys out of a new story. But or something. I was thinking about it and I was like, if we told a story in 2017 or whatever, like presumably soon it'll be three years since then. And if people are listening like in order... They also haven't heard it for a long time. That's true. I mean, I guess and unless our, you're we have it. gotten better at researching. I remember when I did the Winchester Mystery House and when I did the Whaley House. So the first two episodes, I remember I did all my research in like an hour. Same for Jonestown. And now I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to it than what I actually brought up in the story. So I would love to retell it using the tools quote the google i use <laughs> google now page. You should, but i figured I, out how to use google instead of then. using one link i use three pages of links so i'm sure there's more than <laughs> that i was not aware of and i'm sure there's documentaries and stuff i didn't even watch I, like, yeah now i've started doing documentaries podcasts and news articles so it's like a nice little rounded combo but back then i definitely was not doing that so yeah. so we'll have to, i don't know let us know what you think we don't want to do it to like appear lazy but we do want to sometimes cover stories that we feel like we have more information now so let us know what oh, you think. I fucked this up. Now my hair is sticking out. Oh, I gave Em an elf hat before realizing it had green stripes on it in front of the green screen. So I'm pretty sure I'm just going to have a bunch of red dots on a bald head. <laughs> and now I'm going to have like a weird patch of hair in the front. I think it looks good. Well, good luck, I green screen. However this goes. Handsome, rugged. Don't You said you only get to say that five times in our life. You don't, tr- don't finish the sentence. trying to get rid of them. Don't finish. I get three more of those in my life. It's like the slaps from How I Met Your Mother. Just like collecting them. I get three more and I do not want this to be one of them. All right. 
<laughs> you and that hat. Don't make this the moment. <laughs> Don't make this where you call me rugged. I take uh, it back. I take it back. <clears throat> kind of like I, I recently just saw Booksmart, so that's why it's coming it's up. Such a good movie. But if yeah, you have Malala. It. Oh my god! Yes, you can only and it like it's like it's, it's your once, once a year get out of whatever the situation is, or like you get to make the call no matter what. Um, they say Malala. It's very funny. Also, uh, I meant to say if you haven't seen Knives Out, the movie. Ugh. Did you see it? No, but oh, I... it is so good, dude. The only thing I know about it is Chris Evans posted uh, clips of him working with the dogs. Oh, um, God, the do- the whole point. Oh well, not the whole point. The one of the things is that the- he's the only one the dogs hate. Well, so <laughs> apparently he tweeted out because he felt bad that like his whole image in the movie was that he like hates these dogs and he is known to be like well, a, a big whole, dog lover. He's like the piece of shit in the movie. He's like the douchebag. The, of the family. opposite of Captain America, right? And uh, he tweeted out saying the only reason in the movie, the only way they got the dogs to hate him was he had peanut butter treats in his pocket in all of those scenes. So oh, they were and always then he was jumping like flailing. at him. Yeah. yeah. So That's, fun fact. I always wonder about things like that. That's very interesting because they were, looked like friendly dogs. Like they were just playing. And they were these big German shepherds. And they were like playing with all the other people. And then with Chris Evans, they were just like he had jumping to, on him. He had to hide treats or he would put tennis balls in his coat pockets. Oh, so they were always funny. jumping up I at him. I love that they got to be so playful, the puppies. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, if you haven't seen that, it's a great movie. I really loved it. I might, I rarely ever watch movies again, but I might just to like, kind of, it's like a murder mystery, Agatha Christie, but like modern and like kind of funny. It's really good. Anyway, so go see it. I wanted to go see it and then Allison saw it with her parents. So (laughs) I guess I'm going to see it it alone. Okay. I'll see it with you. So you'll see that with me and then we'll go metal detecting. (gasps) Whoa, this is the best day of my life. Christmas time is here. Okay. Uh, anyway, my story. I'm ready. I have not once even tried to pronounce this creature yet. Oh, God damn it, Em. I think it's more fun to do it in front of everyone, so we get a bunch of hate comments. So Eva gets the emails. So <laughs> Eva gets bombarded. You're welcome, um, Eva. So this, apparently there's a singular, there's a name for it when it's a singular creature, and then there's a name for it as a plural creature. Oh. Um, so this is the, you see it? Kila- oh, for God's sake. What in the world? Kali Kantzaros. Yeah, it looks like Kali Kantzaros to okay. me. And then plural is Kali Kantzaroi. Kali Kantzaroi, yeah. Okay, well, or we're going to work... Kantzaroi. Well, we're going to work with the singular. Is that Greek? It looks Greek. Yep, it is a... Hey, good for me! It is a Christmas tradition. Uh, it's a legend. It's like their version of Krampus, but it's not just in Greece. It's also in Bulgaria, Serbia, Al- Albania, Bosnia, and Cyprus. I almost said Alb- Albany, New York. I know. <laughs> I Wouldn't heard it. would be weird if there was just a pocket and in upstate New York? Albany. <laughs> and Pittsburgh. Okay, oh my so God. <laughs> uh, but Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, Albania, Bosnia, and Cyprus all have a different version of this legend. They cool. have different cultural and regional twists on the story, but it's the same creature. So I'm not going to pronounce these, but it is all it, it's known it has a different name in each of those countries apparently and they're all equally confusing for me to pronounce but here just so you can see what this looks Holy like hell, i it just looks see like, a bunch of red lines underneath all the words it looks like i just like threw my face into the keyboard it's like kali Kan. it's a lot of Skalitangia. that's interesting it's a lot Kalit santeri it's a lot of things where i would make a lot of people mad if Kalantan. i tried to pronounce them but just know there's like at least eight names here and they, they all, all look somewhat alike like they all have a similar yeah they're all Origin. spins on each other yeah so uh they apparently kali Kansantaros. oh dear here we go kali Kansantaros. the the kali is i'm gonna call him uh wait go it, back kali Kans- kali Kansaros. kali 
I think it's Kali Konzaros. Like or Kali Konzaros, yeah. You okay. just added an extra syllable in there somewhere. Oh, whoops. Kali Konzaros. There it is. That sounds right to me. It sounds right. I'm like, if there only... it is. And everyone's like, no. It sounds more <laughs> Greek to me than others. It's Greek to me. It's all Greek to me. Okay. Yikes. I'm sorry to every Greek person listening to this. I went to Greece once. It's my the favorite country besides, well, I went to Vienna. Vienna is my favorite city, but Greece is my favorite country I've ever visited. My mom says that Greece is also her favorite country she's ever visited. It was amazing. It was during the riots, so it was a little tough. And we were in a pretty crummy hostel. But otherwise, it was a great place. I know a lot of people who say that Greece is, even if they haven't gone yet, it's their dream country to visit. I want to go back so bad. Let's go. After we go metal detecting. Okay, but we'll like sing Mamma Mia the whole way. Um, Like true horrible hmm. Americans. I'm just going to keep saying Colin Strauss. I'm going to keep singing Mamma Mia. And maybe they'll like mesh together. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So apparently the Kali Konzaros are i'm impressed i said it so quickly and so easily do you want me to clap every time you do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> snaps from. yeah um so apparently they are goblins elves or gnomes most uh references i worked with said that they were goblins okay. um and they appear during the 12 days of christmas from the end of december until i'm not religious the epiphany <laughs> you know what that is mm-hmm. okay i did learn <laughs> what that was but like i i was very blind to that well, there's so many though like in catholicism there's so many different freaking days well i had no idea what it was i was like what is the epiphany and i was like i'm sure someone out there is rolling their eyes and it's actually probably many of you i doubt it i feel like we're not like a super strong i feel like no one expects us to be super religious or you know n- no but anyway if okay. you were expecting me to know originally i did not okay so anyway the epiphany is january 6th and that's when jesus was baptized right that was i think so that's what the internet told me. Okay. January 6th. I thought that was when the three wise men. I thought that. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll, you were January pop- 6th is an important day to you this story. You know better and- than I do. I didn't Google it. Uh-oh. Okay. Anyway, it's called the Epiphany. Just don't tell my dad. Okay. 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 Uh, so there are goblins who show up during those those 12 days. And these 12 days are apparently also, if you look back in other cultures, um, and other communities. It's also the winter solstice and in medieval times it was called Yuletide. So oh. it's depending on what era you're from. If you're listening to this podcast in the 1700s, it might have been called something different than the 12 days of Christmas. Project Pegasus. Project Pegasus. Let's Are bring you listening? Back Yuletide. I like that phrase. I do too. Like, why don't we use Andrew that? Basiago, why don't you travel back a couple centuries and Please. let them know we're not changing the name. Please. So they are known during these 12 days to sneak into your house in the middle of the night. Sure. Any way they can. So through windows, through chimneys, through cracks in the wall, anything. By the way, do you know how scary, how easily and how scarily mice can get into anything? Uh, Do you know they can like literally like get under doors and shit? Ew. I mean, I guess, right? Like freaks me out. Huh. Anyway. I I mean, I don't know. I guess I just don't think about it very often. Well, we had a friend in Boston who had a mouse (gasps) infestation. So I learned a lot about mice. I learned a lot about mice that day. Um, so they're known to sneak into your house in the middle of the night, and they'll often even uh, hide in boxes. Like if you have like a package sent to your door, they'll climb into the box so you bring them in without knowing. Oh, I'd be screwed. And then in the middle of the night, they will get out of the box and open the door for the rest of them to come in. Oh my god! Okay, how many? Why do all like the, Ocean's Eleven? Why do all of <laughs> Why do all of these freaking uh, Christmas do- tales have like creatures? breaking into your home like they're all and banding together santa claus does it krampus does it like they all just climb in yeah it is Elves weird that do it in every christmas fable we yeah. all just ignore privacy there's just like burglary. especially like santa like oh he knows when you're asleep 
Like he's like breaking in often, at least he's astral projecting into and your house a lot. And he knows everything about you. It's it's he's watching you all the time. Ugh, it's all very disturbing. So outside of these twelve days, when they by the way, outside of these twelve days, they are not on Earth. These creatures, you can't well, just see where them. Are up. they? They are at the center of the Earth. Oh, they're not on it. They're in it. Yeah, they are uh, underneath like underground and they spend every day of their lives for eternity outside of these 12 days trying to saw down the tree that holds up the world so which is also known as the world tree or the tree of life right, so right i know about the tree of life through my stepmom sure. um that's so that sounded familiar to me i was like oh i can branch onto branch onto this all of a sudden. <laughs> um so their whole thing is that they just want to saw down this tree that holds up the world so that it will kilter over and then there'll be chaos in the world. So that's fun. Um, they do this to mess with, like I said, yeah, they want to do this to mess with the balance of everything and topple the cosmos, oh, allowing mischief to take over. Topple the cosmos. Yeah. I like that phrase. My a new lot. band coming out next spring. <laughs> See us live. The toppling cosmos. Okay. Ooh. So, uh, we could have a, like a signature drink called the toppling cosmos. Co- yes. It could get or the to- then- a toppled cosmo. It sounds like, Hmm. Yeah. I'm into it. We could figure it put out. Put some nutmeg on there. Even write that down. Don't put nutmeg in a cosmo. That sounds terrible. I don't know what a cosmo tastes like. I just know that Carrie Bradshaw sweet. drinks sweet. Uh, so does Alan Schieffer. Alan Boswell. Oh, how yeah, about that? Good for her. Uh, they so they saw all year long and right when the tree is about to collapse so they usually are this close to getting it to actually fall over and then right when it's about to collapse they i guess disappear and reappear on earth and that's the beginning of the 12 days well that's like sisyphusian right maybe what the <laughs> hell is this like that sisyphus mean? sorry i'm like, sorry i'm so clueless i don't no, know what you're talking okay. about he's like a greek character but he would always roll he had to for eternity roll a boulder up a hill and then oh, every time how. he got to the top it would roll back and so oh yes it's exactly like Sisyphusian. it's the best word but i've if, literally if, i would have i thought you had a list all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> if i had a list that would have been way hard to say but, <laughs> that's, that's uh, true that's true but uh yeah it's basically like it means like futile work that will never get you mm. like you work and work and work but it will never get you anywhere. yes then you are spot on oh cool um Wow, that's just a word I never even knew existed. I can't wait to ask you to pronounce that again later. I love that word. I Um, never get to use it, so I'm thrilled right now. (laughs) That's like when you learned the word penultimate. You said (laughs) it so many fucking times. I still. Oh, I got to relearn that word penultimate. Yeah, that was that was a penultimate Sisyphusian nightmare. Holy shit! (laughs) Even make that the title of the show. (laughs) Okay, so uh, yeah, all year long they are experiencing a Sisyphusian. There it is. And uh, so they're right about to chop down the tree. And then right before it, that's it's like signals that the 12 days of Christmas are about to begin. And then they show up in Earth. And when they return to the center of the Earth after the Epiphany, um, that's also when the priests in the town like purify everything. Um, it's like they'll go around. I guess this is not an American thing, but the priests will go around and bless all of the houses in the, in the neighborhood. OK. Um, and it's like a, a purification of the whole town after the Epiphany. So okay. on that day when the priests are going to bless the entire town, that's when all of these creatures go back to the center of the earth and they see that the tree has healed oh, itself and no. is fully formed. So close. So maybe next year, maybe next year starts on. <laughs> so while on earth, they try to cause as much mischief as possible. So they'll do anything from like making people sick to like curdling the milk or you'll, oh. you'll lose your items or they'll knock things over. It's kind of one of those 
kind of like the hodag story where just if anything happens you just it's kind of cultural to just blame it on the hodag oh i would use that excuse every five seconds so during the 12 days of christmas every single time anything happens to you you can just kind of blame it on the cali Kanzaros. i love it i'm gonna start doing it i think we do it with the mercury in but retrograde. that's true that's our modern day yeah, yeah. you're right so you're imagine right. the 12 days are just like mercury in retrograde <laughs> but with demons oh, um no. so they will oh yeah <laughs> where was i, I lost my place Demons with little saws, too. This is, they sound dangerous. So their behavior actually is, even though it sounds pretty demonic to me, that their whole plan in life is to try to topple over the the, the cosmos and cause mischief. They aren't actually evil. They're known to be more... They sound like mischievous. Yeah, like elves. That's I think that's how they I end see. up being Like little goblins or whatever. A lot of their behavior has been compared to drunk people at a pub. <laughs> This is why I need the excuse. <laughs> so they're very, they, a lot of the stuff that they do, it just ends up being pranks and, um, like just, just inconveniencing you. Right. Um, there have been based on where you live. Some stories do say that they are more nefarious and they do actually murder people sometimes. Oh, okay. But for the most part, it seems that they're just like mischievous creatures. Okay. Um, here is a quote. I forget where I got this from. Beyond Google. Super. Um, Google said. Google said. Someone who was in an article on Google said. Uh, they cause mischief. They intimidate people. Urinate in flower beds. That sounds like a drunk person. <laughs> ah, that is <laughs> one million percent. Spoil food. Tip things over and break furniture. They devour the Christmas pork. Befoul all the water and wine and food. And leave the occupants half dead with fright. Oh. So just uh, scary. Okay. Um, so there is no set appearance on what these creatures look like. Um, again, that also changes regionally, but basically like what you would imagine a demon to look like. Really? Um, they're small, black fur, red eyes. Somehow they're mostly blind. I don't oh. know what that means. Like, I know what it means. Maybe but they're I just don't... clumsy and everyone just thinks they're doing it on purpose. May. Wait a minute. Maybe they just aren't trying to like live 12 days on earth and just keep knocking into shit. And they're like, I want to try pork. Oops. Right. <laughs> I curdled the milk again. I don't know. I like how those two things must go hand in hand. <laughs> I, don't know. I pissed in a flower bed. <laughs> and the pork went bad. Uh, they have long black tails and they actually do speak with a lisp, which is funny that we brought that up. Ask them to say maybe maybe that's part of their curse. Maybe they're just trying to maybe they no longer have to be at the center of the earth if they can just say that Greek god like, that their oh, this story is such resembles. A nightmare we live in and then they're like freed from their right captivity <laughs> that's their chain but they'll uh, just we should always... write a children's book i know we say it a lot but this time we really should write a children's book i have ideas already written down for that one so great, don't worry great. i'll i'll get you thrown into the into Super. the mix there. i have a lot of cautionary tales to contribute don't worry i'm on it <laughs> so uh they apparently wherever you live and wherever the story is told there is a version of uh it being a hairy bodied creature Sometimes having horse legs, sometimes Ooh. having boar tusks, sometimes the tail is a rat tail, but it's like proportionally long enough for a, a human. So it's, Ew. Oh, wait, so they're big. Yeah. So some, sometimes they're small, sometimes they're big, oh, oh, oh. but they have a proportionally long rat tail. That's foul, foul truly. Speaking of foul, they are known to smell horrible. Good. 
and they have protruding enlarged male sex characteristics whoa protruding protruding yikes that scared that's enough to scare me yeah me too so they are uh drawn to larger more elaborate christmas decorations the more invested you are in the holiday the more likely that's they are terrible to... so the happier you are the more likely they want to ruin it you. they're like the grinch <laughs> they are yeah they're like little grinches oh my god but like <clears throat> so much creepier and like also the Grinch is also naked, but he is not protruding. Like he's yeah, he's, he's not, modest. Thank God. He's at least modest. My childhood would have been a lot worse if, if that were the case. <laughs> uh so they have an enormous sweet tooth apparently, and when they break into your fridge, they're more likely to go for the desserts. Mm -hmm. Um, but when they are on their own, they eat small animals like mice, worms, snails, and frogs. Okay, all right, interesting. But when they can get into like the pumpkin pie they're gonna do it you know sure i mean who isn't so they are afraid of light and fire kind of like a vampire and they only come out at night kind of like a vampire mm. um anyone born during these 12 days so let's say like the 12 days where they're out if you have a baby that's blaze blaze the january 2nd okay uh -oh. so this is about blaze okay blaze are you listening no no um <laughs> like how quickly nah uh, so you might want to warn him that he is in danger of transforming into one each Christmas for only one day. You if might want to warn me is what you're saying. Well, if all of a sudden, like all of your like pumpkin pie is gone. I have finally have an excuse. If there's pee in your flower bed. Uh, again, Blaze I finally. Might have been up to Both something. of those things are definitely true. And let me guess, he's been telling you it was Geo this whole time. No, it was me, but I have an excuse. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I finally have somebody to blame it on. Um, oh my God. That was good, Christine. What? <laughs> Listen, I'm just on board that one, for a that one tickled for me. For someone to that to was blame. good. <laughs> okay, so anyway, if you were born in those twelve days, you now have a permanent excuse every Christmas day of why things are just going ballistic. Uh, that's kind of nice. Um, to prevent this transformation, so if you want to keep Blaze from it being in your flower bed, yeah, you have to bind him in garlic or straw, <laughs> or burn off his toenails. Here's the thing. You have to do this when they're a child. So you're already late to the game. Oh, once, they, once they've hit adulthood, it's too late. You have to do this when they're a baby. Bind them in garlic Don't and straw. Don't burn your children's feet. Well, you can clip them off and throw them in a fire. You oh, don't but have you to like, burn their toenails off. You don't off. have to like dip their toes in gasoline or anything. Well, you said, I thought you meant like you have to burn all the toenails. I know. Just the I clippings? I'm, I'm correcting it. Yeah, just the clippings. Oh my God. I was like, don't do this thing that Emma's telling you to do. <laughs> I'm not condoning anything. I'm just giving information. But and also you do don't what do you that want. other thing because that's just gross. Uh, so interesting, though, it is, again, some vampiric inspiration because to bind a baby in garlic to sure. keep them from this monster. Also, so, don't do that. That sounds kind of tasty to me. Do that. If you well, want to wrap me in garlic, let's do it. Oh, oh, um, oh, no. Anyone born on a Saturday. So this is year round. If you're born on a Saturday, apparently you can see and talk to them like they're spirits. So wait, if who's born on a Saturday? Oh, if, if anyone any, is born on a Saturday, any Saturday, then during those 12 days, you can see them walking around. I wonder and what day them. of the week I was born. I was born on a Wednesday. I think I was. No. Wait. Yeah. Because our birthdays are a year apart. Yeah. Right. Well, then that would be. I think you may have been born on Tuesday. Oh, could be. Well, I was a day after you, though. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah I so think you... I was born on a Wednesday. Look at us. We're hump day That's babies. amazing. Yay. We're little humps. Okay. We're so. little humpies, but we can't see those little demons. That's exactly right. Sad. So, uh, well, also probably good for us. I'm I'm excited to not be able to see them. Those rat tails sound awful. If you know someone who's born on a Saturday, and also a Saturday, like, during these 12 days, you're in trouble. Because they can see them and become one. Oh, they can become one, too? 
Well, if you're born oh, in, those, in 12... those 12 days. I see, I see, I see. If you've got the combo package. Yeah. What day was Blaze born? That's a really good question. I don't know. Should I check? Yeah. Okay. January 2nd, 1990. Was a Tuesday. We were... Oh, no. We were Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Could have crazy. been a triple hump. One day apart. So, uh... Okay, so congratulations, Blaze. Oh, well. So here's an interesting thing about these Kali Kali Kantaros. Kali Kantaros. Kali Kantaros. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Kantaroi. Is that the plural? That's the plural. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Thank you. (laughs) None of this is probably right. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, interesting about them, their wives. I didn't know they could get married. I did not know that they they had partners. I thought they all had male protruding. I mean, not that I'm saying you can't be a wife. But with, but I'm saying you're like they could be straight or gay. Speaking, but if they have wives, you know, apparently they have wives only. So this is an it's I would say interesting an twist. older folklore. I I don't know. But they don't all have so they don't all have protruding male genitalia. I think they are all straight male Cali Right, but so there's no it's female rolling. ones. Right. So, so wait. So, oh, sorry. So I think I stepped in too early here. Their wives, first of all, one they have wives. Surprise one. Surprise two. They are all human females. Okay, never mind. I get it now. I was like, how do they marry each other and have wives? If traditionally, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I, I'm picking up what you're throwing like, down. Nowadays, sure, go for it. I think back then, their wives are all human females. This is starting to disturb me. Whom? Well, I mean, Blaze's wife is also a human female, so it's starting to make a lot of sense. Wait a minute. Shit. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. We're piecing it together. Damn it. One by one. Here I am. It's too late. Throw some garlic at him next time. Mm -hmm. Um, So their wives are human females whom they manage to seduce, and they own, like, they seduce them away from the family, apparently. Oh, no. Um, And they only like to have male children. So Uh if they, nothing bad happens, like, nothing awful happens if they have daughters, but if they have sons... Their midwife, apparently there's midwives down here. <laughs> Jesus, okay. <laughs> who could be human or not. I'm not sure anymore. Uh, if they have a son, they give the midwife a basket of gold coins as a thank you. Because she fucking gave birth yeah, to the son. Yeah, wait a second. Uh, but if, you, if they have a daughter, then the midwife gets a basket of ashes. I just I don't wouldn't even so want that basket, strange. first of all. Like, I, give me nothing. Give me nothing. So one belief is that the Cali Canzaros... Um, or Cali Consanto Roy, uh, they apparently were ill-fated, quote, ill-fated individuals that were changed into demons. Oh, so they were people. Interesting. So that's one theory, is that they, oh, started, oh, oh. they started as people, and then were, karmically, they did so much wrongdoing that they became these creatures. And then these poor wives from Earth just get, like, fucking plucked from their houses. Yeah, right. So they like, did nothing wrong. Got it. Makes so, sense. Yeah, uh-huh. That's exactly right. Uh-huh. Um, they may be uh, actually a Another theory is that they might be a cautionary tale about, like, night terrors. Oh! That if you see something running around your house or fucking things up and you can't control it, maybe it's actually a night terror. Or maybe people had night terrors and these are an inspiration for a a now a cautionary tale because someone witnessed something. So they don't know. It's just a couple thoughts. Um, Some of their traits do match traditional lore, like I said, with vampires, especially... um, the garlic and not being able to go out in the sun and only showing up at night. Um, And there's a couple other things that are kind of vampiric about them, which I'll get to in a little bit. But so a big theory is that these were 
inspired by like basically if a vampire and a demon had a baby um <laughs> what a fun game that is to play at the so, holiday table it's like i'm if you if they took like a like a 23 and me like i'm 65 percent <laughs> demon oh my god i'm one uh, percent <laughs> yeah that's like a really weird would you rather game many people have resorted to this is another way that's kind of vampiric a lot of ways that people one of the ways that people have tried to prevent these creatures from coming into their house during those 12 days is they will start nailing crosses to their front doors or they will draw um crosses out of like uh ash okay or they'll like like burn frankincense like ash wednesday yeah so there's a lot there's a few ways to try to keep demons and vampires away but apparently like even though this is a folklore, apparently a few centuries ago, like people took this seriously and really were nailing sure. crosses to the door and were actually kind of worried about this creature. And now I think it's slowly become an urban legend. Sure. Um, but so here are some of the differences between them. Is it raining? I'm sorry. I'm like really thrown. Is it raining? Yeah, I think so. Like, do you hear that? I just thought the house was breaking. I did too for a minute. Cause like it, makes, I just thought for sure the ceiling was going to cave in. It makes in. more sense that the house would crumble than it would rain in LA. So I was like, I'm, oh, like, we're in trouble. Dead serious. I thought that the foundation was crumbling before us. And I, my first thought was at least we'll get it on camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, just keep going. I I thought at least I have this nice cushion on my head. This stupid Santa hat. No, it's raining. Wow. What a Christmas miracle. Christmas time is here. Wow. It's like This a, really is a Christmas a gift. It's not it's not a white Christmas. It's a wet Christmas. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. Are you beatboxing? But um that's what I meant. Oh, oh I see. I thought we were starting like a rap wet Christmas. <laughs> oh my. A wet, wet Christmas. Wow. A wet hot It's beginning American to Christmas. look a lot like rain. So and here's a couple differences between these creatures based on the country. So in Bulgaria these are called uh, Karakondjul. Okay. I'm sure that's not how it's said, but that's what I'm going to I'm sure say. it's exactly how it's said. And they are sometimes seen as a one-eyed creature standing on one leg, and they have a horse head. But what? On a, but on a man body. Do they just hop? I guess so. Oh. Do you gallop with one leg? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, someone who rides horses, tell me. Um, also, they shapeshift into a dog, a man, a sheep, or a calf. Okay. And so, uh, apparently in Bulgaria, after they, when they leave by the Epiphany, um, ashes from a Yule log will be sprinkled over everyone's crops to make sure that they still have, like, good energy around them and they weren't oh. damaged during the time that these creatures were around. That's kind of cool. And it, like, promotes, uh, good produce. And so it... Is kind of a sign that when the produce rises and it's all good, it means that the creatures have definitely left. Okay, cool. Okay. In Albania, uh, they're called Kakuth. Mm-hmm. And they are they kind of are more like zombies. They're undead corpses. Oh. And they go around in January and they have chains around them and deadly breath. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you. Just like me. <gasps> Uh, I really do have deadly breath in the morning. It is bananas. I, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. I like, I, there, if there's one thing I hate about myself, it's my, I really have awful morning breath. That's, that's all you hate about yourself here to live in a good life. Don't worry about it. I am, but I think there's something wrong with me. I really just have, it's like I ate a dead animal. Halitosis? <laughs> it's very bad. Halitosis? I don't know. I like, I brush my teeth and shit. Okay. Um, fun fact, another version in Albania. Oh, get you, get you a um electric toothbrush they're oh the they're, i hear they're the moves <laughs> these days 
Throwback. I feel like I'm. This is step one into becoming our parents, where we're trying to unironically use oh, completely phrases that are I cool already, now. I already Apparently, do you know what I learned from my? So, in, when I was at this, could be totally wrong. Maybe my cousin was like fucking I'm telling trolling you. Me. I already don't know it. So, I think my cousin was fucking with me because I have not heard of this, but I also don't surround myself with teenagers. Um, but they're apparently, you know, how they were saying like this is lit. Yeah. Apparently, now it has gone from this is lit. Or I think it either started or switched into this is fire. You remember when people uh-huh, be like, yeah, that's yeah, fire? Yeah. Yeah. Then it became this is lit. Apparently, it's turned into another thing since then. And then since that phrase, it's now uh, this is scorched. Instead of saying this is lit, <laughs> people say that's scorched. Is that for real, guys? I don't know. Like, I, I makes, it sounds like so. it's increasing in fire progress. I'm worried about where we're going with this. Well, my uncle was like, so is the next thing ashes? Like, this is ashes. I was going to say that, and then I was like, don't say that but then my but then he was like but then so next thing will be this is ashes and then after that the thing will be this is phoenix oh for god's sake so that's what my 40 something year old uncle has to say about the matter i think i I, agree with him i trust him more than the teens so if it is that scorched let me know let us know if a toothbrush it sounds believable electric toothbrushes are scorched that's what i always say that's truly what i always say as of two minutes ago Um, until like in two days when it's not what you say anymore and i have to learn a new phrase anyway maybe i should try some scorched moves on the electric toothbrush my sister taught me a lot of things like e-girl do you know that the fuck is an e-girl i'm telling you everybody apparently like a girl that is on the internet sort of but it's sort of like um it reminds me of like the myspacers today like from our generation but there's also all these other things like they wear baggy shirts and there's a whole look what's the difference between that and a visco girl a visco is a preppy girl. Okay. A, a visco, like a e girl, is like an emo, like MySpace girl. Oh, I see. Okay. But I mean, not so really. So you would be an e girl, not a visco girl. Yeah. But I thought visco girl just meant like basic bitch who has like reusable but straws very and specific. shit. Specific. You. Oh. Have, they want to save the turtles. Sure. I learned all this. They. Uh, they. They also. I think wear oversized t-shirts. They have hydro flask, but you have to have the right size. My sister got one for Chris, or for her birthday and was like, "This is the wrong size." And I'm like, for God's sakes, uh, they use metal straws um, and they say, and they say, uh, oops, I did it. Nope. What is it? I, oh, my God. OK, uh, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, and I oop. And, I oop. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> oops, I did it again. And I oop came from a gay man accidentally sitting on his balls. Let's be clear. Is, seriously? Yes. My he, sister didn't know. No wonder she didn't know. OK, so it's a, it's a I don't know if it was a vine. I think it came after vine, I think but it, it was a TikTok. I don't fucking know anymore. And it's then my heck- my friend Selena was with us. She's like, a TikTok? I was like, don't even start with this. This is like, there's so much loaded stuff here. Okay, no, it's a video of, it's either, uh, it, pardon me, it may not be a gay man. It, it was someone in drag. It was male presenting in drag. So I don't know if there was, I don't, I don't know how they identify. But it came across as someone in drag who was in the middle of having like an argument or like making a point to the, to the internet and like, like, videotaping themselves and he's like adjusting himself in his chair and he goes and uh oop and like accidentally sits on his balls and it hurts i imagine it does hurt i would not know but that's where it came from and a lot of people don't know because the video cuts off after and i oop but if you watch the extended version he goes he just he like explains what happened now all the visco girls say and i oop when they drop something yes and then i say which i don't like that it sounds like parcel tongue to me it sounds like you're trying to call over a cat that's what I'm saying. And um, then there's also the opposite of e-girl or e-boy is 
which e person come on it's 2019 get it together if you're gonna change it up like we've got non-binaries listening like in my space time we weren't that woke do we say woke anymore i don't think they do maybe they've changed it from woke to like up and ready to like coked out nope don't say that (laughs) sorry don't listen don't (laughs) teen stop listening um, <laughs> I get where you were going. Like it I'm rhymed. trying to think of like the, well, <laughs> the instead escalation. Of it being, instead of it being lit, it's scorched. So if it's yeah. not woke, it's like one of those like oh yeah 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 the A B A B. If A it's like B, one of those and like things that they made us do with standardized testing yes! of like if this means this, then this means this. If A equals B and B equals C, then B, yeah, all that bullshit. Yeah. If tired means anyway. Yes. <laughs> do you do those? Do you know what a standardized <laughs> test is? Oh, the other thing. So sorry. The opposite of E person, E girl or E boy, is soft girl or soft boy and they wear a lot of blush and they're very like like feminine and wear like um so like the opposite of does e come from emo no it comes from e like internet i think like like email email they're like what's an email god damn it they're like isn't it called gmail i'm telling you guys people must think that we're talking about the wrong letter some child right now must be like why do you say email when it's gmail oh yeah i i remember like i I, it's not even a surprise anymore they don't know what a floppy disk is we've literally talked about it on this show but there's some things where i'm like a cd-rom and my sister's like i don't understand and i'm like this hurts me deeply deeply hurts <laughs> i okay. oh apparently instagrams have themes now did you what? notice themes? my sister's like my sister looks at Celine and goes what's your theme and my Celine goes my theme of what and my sister's like your instagram theme and we were like i don't know what that means she's like you know every instagram has a theme and i'm like mine is yellow i don't know she's like that's not a theme i was like well what what is what's i think the it theme? means like the filter you use so like you know how some influencers have like all the same color scheme oh it's like if you use a certain my do you, do you know what visco comes from i learned so much visco is an e- a photo editing app on your phone right that i know oh, okay i learned that i i knew what visco was but that was like the that was like if i were to graduate in the school of like pop culture internet stuff visco was like my last class i took i don't know anything past visco sure yeah since that became a word i don't know anything that's new scorched like the last cool thing i ever learned now i guess was scorched but that could but literally be a fucking out. joke the jury's like, out on that one <laughs> we'll see we'll see if that's actually real i don't know anything beyond visco girl if anything new has come up since then i don't understand it if it's not on twitter i don't know what's going on e-girl e e-boy but somebody on at a halloween party this year was like i was like oh who are you just as she's like an e-girl and i was like i love her and she was like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like i'm not cool i don't understand i thought it was a character from like a comic book now i know how my parents felt though when i'd be like wow you're so lame how do you not know what this is and my uh-huh. parents were like you have no idea how cool i was back when it was my fucking time yeah, to shine you look like an idiot now it's like I, I i could rule the roost back in the day i was like i learned coding to put skulls on my myspace page so like fuck off yeah i bet you can't fucking do it on your themed instagram yeah yeah you put a theme pink skulls anyway we had you know what selena talked about this we're like we had myspaces where you had one song that was like your profile song yeah and it would be like my chemical romance and since we didn't have spotify we would just refresh the page and listen to our own myspace to hear the song that's the truth that's how sad it was back then i well i the thing that not to like go off on this tangent but here we are what oh yeah i found my old ipod like my very first ipod i ever got oh yeah and it had the click wheel where it it wasn't even the touch one where you could go in a circle oh it was just buttons it was there you had to if you had 500 songs you had to click wait was it a shuffle is that why no it was like the old like like this thick of an ipod and it wasn't a it was like literally it looked like the ipod like the mini ipods right 
it was like that but the the version before that where before it was a touch wheel right you literally had to click next 500 times if you wanted to get to the oh, 500 oh, you had to click song next. yes yes exactly so I remember being like, oh, I love this song. I have it on my iPod. Here, give me a second. Click, 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 And then you would have to wait, like, forever to get there. Anyway, back to Bulgaria. Our parents are like, listen, fuck off. We had to go to a record store, so. Yeah, exactly. And now records are back, so eat your words, mom. Teens. Can't live with them? Can't live without them? One day, the original click iPod will be in again, I promise. I will Except the original iPod is now, first of all, if anyone out there thinks that they're cool and retro and they're getting the original iPod from stores, that's actually the iPod video. Yeah. Wait, and apparently yeah. they've been remarketed and they're called the original iPod. No. That was like the eighth generation. No, there were no. so many iPods before that one, but apparently they're With calling no that, color, no video. They're apparently nothing. calling it the original iPod. So. And it's posers. Anyway, that is not scorched. I remember I had Mean Girls on my video iPod and I remember it would once you got through half the movie the battery would die yeah you <laughs> so, couldn't watch very much of it <laughs> uh okay uh bulgaria yes it's a one-eyed one-legged horse man who apparently also shapeshifts into dogs and sheep sure um oh yeah and then the ashes that's yeah, where we yeah, that's yeah, yeah, where yeah. we got lost well okay. I, it was raining i got distracted in the ashes yeah so albania right mm-hmm. there's kind of, kind of like zombies they go around with chains they have bad breath like me and fun fact about albania there's another version of them uh of this creature called the karkankual mm-hmm. karkankual or something and they were known in their description to wear iron clothing which is why now in albania their version of armor is called Chemish Karkankul. No way! Oh, wait, I'm saying it totally wrong, but apparently your armor is named after th- so cool. the clothes that this creature would wear. That's very interesting. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, in Greece, which is, I think, the most common version of this story, mm-hmm. they would steal your food from anywhere they could, hence breaking into your house, but they were also known to steal it from your fireplace, and so people would leave fried honey cakes for them to eat either in the fireplace uh after the fact is like a thank you now please leave or they would literally throw them on the roof so that way as they were leaving like to leaving earth they could eat honey cakes off your roof without breaking into your house it's like the old timey like christmas with the cranks they're trying to like put up the christmas lights but instead they're all just like hey neighbor like throwing food (laughs) onto the roof apparently um if you ever left an opening available for them to get in they would uh take that opportunity to try to steal food so they were leaving it outside of the property i see way you could eat there i see also apparently storage rooms if they were dirty it was an invitation for them to continue dirtying it because apparently you already didn't respect that space anyway so they could be as mischievous (laughs) as they wanted started it and if it was clean they would take that as a sign of like oh you care about this room i don't want to dirty it up too much for you and then they would very nice of them it would apparently leave wishing the room a thousand goods like wishing you that's like, just what your mother would say to be like that's what i thought clean I was like, your damn room i was like this is literally just a step uh-huh. off into like a parent being like uh uh-uh, the monsters are gonna get your room if you don't keep it clean but if the milk goes bad it's not my fault right <laughs> i mean really really mom in serbia the 12 days of christmas so they're the unbaptized days quotes oh. aka when demonic forces are most God active forbid. so uh People in, at least in the Serbia story, they don't go out late at night during these 12 days because if you do, one of them will jump on your back and force you to carry them until sunrise. Fantastic. So what a fun, again, another cautionary tale from my mother, probably like, don't go out when I'm already in bed. I don't want to worry about you. And the monster's jumping on your back (laughs) and your poor, poor back. 
Also in Serbia, it's especially worse if you try to commit adultery during these 12 days. If you sneak out to meet someone late at night, apparently one of these monsters is assigned to always sit on your door frame on the front door of your house. Oh. And they will jump from the door frame if they see someone leave and know that you're about to commit adultery. And they will jump onto your back, hit you with a stick, dig their sharp nails into your neck, and force you to run throughout the nearby forests all night until sunrise. Do you think they're just a bunch of people running through the forest, like, <laughs> committing adultery? You know, these sound mischievous, but they seem also very protective of loyalty. So Yeah, they seem to be very moral creatures, like right. ethical creatures. Like, I'm not going to mess up your clean room. Also, don't cheat on your wife. Like, if you're virtuous, you're fine. <laughs> right. But also, please leave honey cakes on the roof. Yeah, we're hungry. Um, so in Turkey, uh, if you were to... One of the stories is that one of them will actually lead you astray in the middle of the night, imitating voices of mm -hmm. your loved ones so that you'll walk out into the woods. I think Turkey is where people die because of these creatures. <laughs> Great. So they'll imitate voices so you'll go walking in the woods to go find your loved ones, oh. and then you get lost and freeze to death. Well, that's dark. Their word for this creature is a kara konjalos, which apparently uh, translates into some version of werewolf, vampire... And Kara in the beginning comes from black. So black werewolf or black vampire. Mm. And there's also another word that, the word that they go by con, called Concalos, which apparently means bloodsucker or werewolf. Cute. So that's where that name comes from. But most people say that the name is derived from the Greek phrase, which means beautiful centaur. Oh, um, that's nice. That's kind. Yeah. They apparently look like small Sasquatch and they hide in dark corners. Um, this is a general fear that people have with these creatures. Okay. Uh, apparently this is across the board. I'm not too sure, but as far as I know, it's across the board. Um, they look like small Sasquatch sometimes that will hide in dark corners or under uh, streetlights that went out. And they will ask passerbys if you're walking home late at night and you're not supposed to. They will call you over and ask you a question. And no matter what the question is, if you get it wrong, you die. What? <laughs> So if they ask you, like, what's your name? If you get it wrong, you die. If they ask you, like, they a math you, problem. What's Sisyphusian mean? Oh, I'd be dead. <laughs> uh, when what's, you, this, what's Harambus? Uh, well, we're both dead. <laughs> listen, you and I. So apparently there's a little cheat code here. If they ever ask you a question, no matter what the question is, if you say Kara, which in Turkey means black, if you say Kara to all of their responses then apparently you survive and oh. they leave you alone or they run away. Okay, that's easy enough. Um, so, like I said, they will lure you into the forest uh, if you can't shake yourself out of the trance. Mm. So you do have, if they are calling you over, as long as you can kind of break your, your focus on them, right. then you can be safe. Um, if you are outside and see one at night, if you say the phrase, apparently you're supposed to say this like in other languages, but in English I'm going to translate it to, Woods, logs, torches burning. They will leave you alone. Scorched. It's scorched. Every You're about to be scorched if you come near me. Woods, logs, torches burning. That seems Because they're scared of fire. So, oh, I see. Okay. So if you say those things, it's like, okay, everything's on fire over here. Don't come over. <laughs> Sorry. So here are some actual tips across the board to save yourself from the Cali Um If you hang the lower jog of a the lower jaw of a pig behind mm. the front door or inside of the chimney. Thank God. I already have that set up. Good. Uh, if you hang a tangled strand of flax on the front door. Okay. Um, apparently, uh, so I'll explain that in a second when I get to another part. But remember, a tangled strand of flax. Also, uh, 
if you scatter pancakes on the roof, like I said, that will keep them busy. <laughs> That's my favorite. It's so stupid. Um, when the village priests blesses all the water on the Epiphany, mm-hmm. then the entire town is safe. And the main one, which beyond marking your door with a, with a cross, the main one is to leave a colander on your doorsteps, which oh. this is the same as the tangled strand of flax, because apparently one of the things that is interesting about the Kelly Consardra Cali Consaros is that they can't count higher than three. They won't say the number three because it's a holy number for them. Well, it's a holy number in the Trinity. Maybe that's sure. So, well, so they, they won't say the number three. So it's probably like, like they can't, they can't do it or something. So if you leave something like a strand of frayed flax or, Mm -hmm. uh, or a colander or something with a lot of holes or (gasps) wisps, they will stand there all night trying to count it. <laughs> one, two, one, two. They'll just keep going one, two, one, two, and they'll have to keep starting over. <laughs> so if you leave something with a lot of holes or strands or something, if no, you leave that on your that front door. begs to be counted. Then they will not be able to enter because they'll be too busy counting. Intriguing. Um, also, if you hang sweets or food off of your chimney, although a lot of people will actually say that you should literally leave... Uh, like fire in your chimney so they don't come down your chimney i don't know why you would entice them with food that's unless you wanted them point. in that's a valid point um if the household owns a black rooster for some reason they won't approach in the first place okay. i think because if a i don't know what why if it has to be a black rooster but if a rooster is like making their noises in the morning then that lets them know that the sun is rising and they're afraid of the being outside during the sun you think that'd be a nice alarm clock for them though yeah i don't i don't understand also, if you sprinkle holy water around each room once a day with a basil-wrapped cross, sure, you yum. should be fine. <laughs> yum. <laughs> Another one is if you burn a smelly shoe over the fire. Oh, no, don't do that. The do the basil one. The smell <laughs> will go through the house and keep them away because it smells so bad. It'll also keep me away. I was going to say, the first part's true. The house will smell really bad. I don't know about the second part. So to stop them from coming down the chimney, this is my favorite fun fact of all this, uh, is to burn a very large log and burn it for 12 days straight. And this actually ties in with the tradition of the Yule log. Oh. So since it's happening during Yule tide, put a log down. I guess it's called the Yule, t- the Yule log then. And since it's burning, it keeps all of the creatures oh, away. Oh, that's kind of nice. Um, so here are some fun facts real quick that have nothing to do with information about them. Fantastic. Just random fun facts. The Gringotts goblins in Harry Potter are referred to as these in the greek translations <gasps> no way so if you read the greek version of harry hey, potter but those things can count money like nobody but nobody's business <laughs> they are useful yes so i don't know about this counting thing uh, okay wait a minute that's the truth I'm telling you uh apparently a reference to the kali Kanzari of modern greece is made in hp lovecraft story the whisperer in darkness that's fun <laughs> also, very fun <laughs> i look i found it also hp lovecraft i always think is a literal harry potter character which oh, i know God. is not right <laughs> it just sounds like some my first thought is always that sounds like well, something jk rowling would say also hp like harry potter also lovecraft sounds like the well, end. luna lovegood hp harry potter yeah i mean i get it i know it's not just so we're clear i know it's not but the, my first thought is it. always that's a jk rowling character that makes sense um potential descendants uh, of these creatures are called the koboloi and they were companions of dionysus oh okay that's fun speaking of greek very fun um and once uh, here's speaking of greek stories again once they uh, apparently annoyed heracles so badly that he tried to capture them but then they shapeshifted into looking so cute that he let them go That would work on me every time. <laughs> and the Cali Consaros were on, or the Cali Consanto Roy, were on NBC's show Grimm for their Christmas episode in 2014. Okay. I didn't see that, but. 
I I, I had to good. watch it at um at my old work when I would um oh right when I had to watch TV for a living, which was fun. And um, we complained to you guys every day about our jobs. <laughs> but I used to that I, I wrote TV, you watched TV. What but interesting, I did have to watch that episode. So full circle, Aww. and that is the some information about the Cali Consaros. Yay! Okay, I like it. Very good. Thank you. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast-branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink sorry for our weird rant about technology guys keep this in mind for next year when we all tweet out did we ever cover those weird Greek demons? <laughs> and you guys need to like tell us what episode Did we ever was. complain about technology? Can you tell us Can exactly tell where us? that was? We don't remember. And then they're like, yeah, every fucking episode. That sounds right. We're so over it. That checks out. Okay, guys. So I have a holiday tale for you. It's very fucked up, and I'm so sorry. A holiday. A holiday like tale. Last time. Yeah, I'm just trying to make that happen. We'll see if it works. I'll keep saying it until people hate it, and then it's still a thing. So here's what I have to say. So I, like I explained, did the Instagram close friends to all our patrons. I asked them to please send in holiday topics for me to cover uh, for this episode. So I'm going to read some of my favorites that I got that I did not use because they made me laugh or, or they were interesting. So here's some favorites. Liv Tompkins suggested mall Santas. Oh. The Well Witch suggested 
a channel that I'm so thrilled I know about called Homicide for the Holidays Ooh. on Oxygen. Oxygen has the Sounds best stuff. Sounds about right. Yep. They have the punniest shows. Uh, my name is Crystal suggested. Uh, oh, wait. What did I do? Did it go away by accident? Did you delete it? My name is Crystal. I put the lineup.com slash Christmas murder. So maybe they just suggested just that a link. list. Yeah. Uh, Megan Mixon says the frosted tips ep- epidemic. Oh, that yeah, is something. It that's... is an epidemic. <laughs> Pretty horrific. Yeah. Hella days. Uh, Dixie baby 89 and Mrs. Joe cap said bad Santas. Mm. Bell not Bella said how the Grinch stole Christmas. Mm. Also quite a harrowing tale. That actually would have been a true crime of him when he went to the post office and stole everyone's gifts. I mean, and when you, he went the really, ice box. You really should have told the story but changed the name so I didn't know what was going Shit, on. That would have been fun. I would have been like, what? He, I can't believe that this happened. really cute dog. His heart had some serious problems. I would have figured it out by the time his heart grew three times the size. No, I would have said he had like a, um enlarged heart. Like you have, Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do it again anyway. I'll I, do it in a couple years. Somebody gonna, remind me. I'm not going to remember it next Christmas. Do it next Christmas. Someone who's binging this a year from now. Right. If just you, email me right now. If this happens to be December 2020 or November, or November 2020, 2020 and you're hearing this, I don't remember anymore. Please I don't either. tell Christine I don't to either. cover this. So message me, please. Great idea. Okay, cool. Okay. Megan Haley 89 says, a real Grinch that stole Christmas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Call Me Brittany says, killer Santas. Andrew Olson says, death by a lemon. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Hannah Conda says, make one up about elves stealing. Which oh. I guess you kind of did, so. I, I done. Not that you made You're it welcome. up, but, you know. So the Greeks made it up, it seems. No, it's it's very true. I don't want them coming after me. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't so, want the Greeks after us. So the topic that I did pick was one that a lot of people suggested and that I had never heard of. So I looked into it, obviously. And it was sent to me by, quite frankly, Robo816, Becky Ann1204, and Somewhere Over the Bamboo. And this topic is the Lawson Family Christmas Day Massacre. I okay. Dun dun dun. I've never heard of it. Hang on, I need a swig of my D Peppy. Yeah, yeah. You take that swig. D Peppy is a is a thing I learned. By the way, oh okay. Actually, a I'm thing not. You learned or made up? Learned, because I actually I changed my mind. I have learned things since Fisco Girl, which is Baby Yoda. And well, ba- sure. We all learned that. Together. We all learned. We all learned something we about all ourselves. Held hands I think. and learned that. Yeah. Uh, D Peppy is from one of the Baby Yoda memes. So. When he's, it's when the one where he's drinking tea. And holding a Dr. Pepper, if you're not watching this. So it was Baby Yoda in the meme, and he called it a D-Peppy, and I'm just obsessed, so. Okay, great. I love it. Um, Okay. Okay, as you were. This is the Lawson Family Christmas Day Massacre. Okay. Um, I'm just going to tell you where I researched this, because there was a lot of information. I used uh, a few podcasts, Morbid, Criminal, and Once Upon a Crime. So thank you. Those were extremely, extremely helpful. Those were like where I got most of my information. Uh, and then I also went on Medium's website, news.com.au, wiki, obviously, the lineup, and murderpedia.org. So there's that. Um, I'm just going to tell you now because this is a wild tale. All right. You're not going to know what hit you. All right. 1920s in Germantown, North Carolina. Oh, also, since North Carolina is mad at us, I'm going to do a North Carolina story for you. Are you mad at us, North Carolina? Well, since we didn't go to Charlotte on this trip. Mm, fair. Know. Okay. So I apologize about that. Um, it's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's definitely M. Um, so we're in Germantown, North Carolina. Uh, Charles Lawson and his family, they worked as tenant tobacco farmers. They weren't really wealthy. They were kind of lower working class. But by 1927, they had saved enough money to buy their own farm. It was kind of run down, but it was kind of the, their life goal to have their own farm. So they moved onto this farm. 
The dad's name is Charles or Charlie Lawson. And uh, he had been born in 1886. There's not much known about him. But in 1911, he married a woman named Fanny. But what is Fanny short for? <laughs> you have to wait for me to ask the question. All right. Okay. Edit. Edit. edit, edit. Okay. Oh, you, do, you do it. Fanny. Oh, what's what's Fanny short for? But. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> I like that. We were going to. We want to make merch about that someday. That would be really fun. We would like a fanny pack that says that, ideally. I'm telling you. That would be, like, epic, I think. Yes. Um, we'll work on it. Okay. But so we know that fanny also means other a front butt in other countries, yes. to be clear. Somebody DM'd me recently and was like, fanny is short for the name Francis. I was like, it's like I mean, yeah. I know, but that's not what we meant. <laughs> <laughs> the fanny. What, oh, it was, what is fanny short for? That's what it was. What is fanny yeah. short for? But, yeah. Okay, sorry. Charles and Fanny had eight children, but William, uh, one of their children, died of pneumonia at the age of six. So they had seven remaining children. Marie was 17, Arthur, 16, Carrie, 12, Maybell, 7, James, 4, Raymond, 2, and Mary Lou, four months old. Wow. Once you list them all out, it's like, holy smokes, that's a lot. Fun fact about Mary Lou. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, so Mary Lou was the secret code name for the Avengers movies. What do you mean the secret code name? So every movie has a fake name. You knew about this, no? No. Oh, okay. Most movies have a code name that they go by, so that way if you're actually filming on location, it'll be like a more boring name of a movie. That way people don't crowd around and want to watch you film it. Oh, but where do you put the code name? Like if you're put like on a chair back or something. Oh. Or on like all the production stuff. So, so any like, public facing stuff, it has like a... Or oh. like, like let's say in a... I know... We have this a lot in L.A., a lot in New York, also, like, in Atlanta. If you're a big town where people will shoot on location or shoot at actual physical sites that a lot of right. people are usually at, like a park or something, um, instead of being on set, that's the being on location. When you're not on set, you're on location. Um, a lot of times there will be, like, drivers have to know where base camp is, so they'll have signs in public without drawing attention, saying, like... We're shooting the Avengers movie over yeah, here in this a, gas the, station. The Avengers base camp is this way. Yeah. They'll have So they had, like, Mary Lou base camp. Ours should be Fanny. Fanny's performing over here. Got it. Well, now if you see Fanny... Also, all the Captain America ones, each Captain America one was a different winter-themed one. Okay. So, like, in the one... Because he... In the first movie, he was frozen to death, so... Don't tell me they called it frozen, because that's going to get a lot of people confused. No, they called it frostbite. Oh, okay. But, like, things like that. I think the second one was actually called Frostbite, but they had, like, frost-themed. Icicle. Yeah. <laughs> like, things that, like, so, I think I showed you the one. I still have a chair back from when I worked on Spider-Man, and they had, it was called Summer of George. Um, what? And it's supposed to look, it's supposed to be a name that's kind of ambiguous and, like, low-key It low sounds like a boring. lame, like, indie movie. <laughs> yeah. The idea is that, like, so people don't crowd around, because if you're also shooting at a park and you need it to look like it's open and there aren't really people at the park if people start crowding around right it's not gonna look very good not only do the camera people have a harder time shooting but also there's enough people there that now audio gets messed up because people are talking and nobody's gonna just totally oh, shut yeah. up and be silent and there's security it's a whole thing it becomes a whole thing so just to like keep things quiet they usually have a boring name for an exciting movie interesting so anyway, Mary Lou so was Mary Lou. Mary Lou was the nickname for Infinity War, I think. Interesting. It's also a four month old. Okay. I'm trying to do all the fun stuff now before it gets to murder. Sure, sure. Family uh so the family was pretty well respected. They were seemingly normal. Um and in nineteen twenty nine, two weeks before Christmas, Charles took his entire family into town to Winston Salem, which was about thirteen miles from where they lived. He planned to get a studio portrait taken of the whole family. 
So beforehand, he bought everyone fancy new outfits. He told them they could buy whatever they wanted. The kids got new toys. Um, and they all got dressed up for this picture. Now, pause. That was so abnormal, like, because they were lower working class mm. in the r- a rural area. This just was not a thing you did in the 1920s, especially with seven children, getting them all into town, paying for all brand new clothes for all of them. These people were not rich. Like, you know, they worked really hard to feed their own family. Um, just very, the whole thing was, and then the portrait, like, they're just very strange. Mm. Um, a lot of people at that time in their class had never, like, would never in their entire lives have any picture taken of them. So Got the it. fact that he paid for this whole studio portrait very bizarre yeah very bizarre so uh it just it it was extremely expensive uh it was just way out of the way it didn't it didn't it just threw everybody off they're like we don't know what's going on but his family just went with it so um yeah like i said according to morbid uh the podcast most people their societal rank had never even had a photo taken so uh this is very odd this wasn't like you know jc penny's christmas studio portrait session it was like I don't know what it was like, but it was not that. It was not that, I see. Um, so I, okay, so I found a photo that was labeled for use. So I'm going to put it on the green screen so that everybody, because it's like a really important part of the story. Wow, it looks great. I'm going to show it to you right here. Oh, oh I and can't then, see it. I'm, I'm about to show it to you right here. Oh, I see. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, let me scroll. I was trying to make a joke for the future. Like, I don't know what's here, but okay, let I'll me show see. you in a moment. Uh, but I, I wanted to also add that. Um, when they, when his family asked, uh, like, why are you doing that? His wife was like, okay, I'm getting nervous. Like, we don't have much money. Why are you doing this? He said, it's a Christmas surprise. So just very strange. So this is a photo. Hmm. So you get like a little look. So I'm going to explain to you here. So everyone looks kind of uncomfortable, right? And like, I know that back then people in photos didn't necessarily smile. That wasn't like how photos worked back then still blows my mind though i understand why you wouldn't smile because like you wanted to you only get one shot and you want it to be like a serious picture of you well but yeah but like people it, it wasn't like even a concept that you would smile like why would you smile yeah like, you know it's here's, like, here's what, what i look I... like <laughs> yeah. so okay here this is marie she's 17 that's the daughter and that's the father and then over here this really angry lady is fanny there's mary lou um and then these are the other kids <laughs> this is arthur over here okay. so the whole family's it, it, it's set up where oh look there's infinity war right there, there she is yeah um it's Ooh. it's set up strangely because the mom and dad not strangely but kind of different than what you would expect the mom and dad are not in the center of the photo yeah interesting they almost look like a couple the father and daughter it here. looks like two couples are showing off their children together with like oh, it looks oh, like oh. two two couples oh i see and yeah. they're they're younger kids right so it's a little bit odd <clears throat> like it just kind of like you know you'd normally think in a traditional family setting back then like mom and dad mom would be and the, dad center. In the middle holding yeah. the baby and then everyone's around so it just it was a little bit odd but um as you can tell everyone's kind of cranky looking yeah um this also guy- like for a professional portrait there's no real backdrop there like it's like it looks like they're standing kind of <laughs> off to the side of the screen yeah yeah that's true it looks like our t- our they attempt like, at a green screen just they half- like just went up to like a corner of a wall and they were like let's all smush together yeah and it was probably way expensive anyway um and then here so you can see he's the only one the dad charlie is kind of smiling and like he's looking off into the distance that actually makes it so much creepier now that i know something dark's about to happen because it looks like he mm-hmm. it look the others are clearly clueless to whatever is in or the future they look pretty uncomfortable and unhappy just saying okay duly noted not to prep prime anyone but we'll see duly noted they do look pissed and or not- at least fanny she does look, she does look m- the most mad. The rest look 
like like resting bitch face yeah 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 so uh as they mentioned on morbid they all look kind of uncomfortable um but the photo is taken they move on and two weeks later on christmas day of 1929 uh 17 year old marie she wakes up early she's going to bake the christmas cake it's a family tradition um and the oldest son arthur who's 16 he's younger a little bit younger than marie he and his dad want to go he wants to go hunting for rabbits with his dad and this is a local christmas tradition that um or it was a local christmas tradition that you would go rabbit hunting in the morning on christmas day but he realizes he doesn't have any shotgun shells so he asks his dad if he has any shotgun shells and his dad says no i have none to spare and he says why don't you go into town and buy some shells and come back so we can go hunting so arthur heads out back to town um to get some shotgun shells to go hunting so Arthur is at the store. He's buying these shells when he is pulled aside by someone who tells him something terrible has happened. You need to get back to the farm. Mm. Okay. So Charles, uh, his brother, so Charles's dad, his brother Elijah and his sons had stopped by the Lawson farm on the way home from a hunt to wish them a Merry Christmas. When they arrived, they found the middle girls, 12-year-old Carrie and 7-year-old Maybelle in the tobacco barn shot and bludgeoned to death. Hmm. Fanny, the mom, was on the porch. She had been shot in the chest with a shotgun. Inside, they found 17-year-old Marie's body sprawled next to the fireplace. Then the little boys, 4-year-old James and 2-year-old Raymond, were found inside, beaten to death. Shit. They had seemingly run and hidden Mm. before being found and killed by the attacker. Then they found 4-month-old Mary Lou inside her crib, bludgeoned to death. Oh, my God. The bodies had all been found with their arms crossed and rocks under their heads. Oh. And Charles was nowhere to be found. Hmm. Of course, police and neighbors descend on the farm. Arthur's called back and people begin searching for Charles. Uh, And that's when they hear one single shotgun blast from the woods. So Arthur and a police officer follow the family's two beagles into the woods who know where to lead them. And the dogs lead them to Charles. He's dead. He's uh, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. There were footprints encircling a tree nearby where he had essentially been walking for hours. Wow. Like, he had trodden down so wow. much that he had been walking for several hours around this, like, pacing, essentially, before taking his own life. Next to Charles's body were two letters, both seemingly unfinished. They were on the back of two receipts. One said, Troubles can cause... And the other said, no one to blame but. And that's all they said. Huh. Mysterious. Yeah. Uh, so once they had found Charles's body, they were able to piece together what had happened, knowing who had done this now. They determined that Carrie and Maybelle, the tw- 12 and 7-year-olds, uh, had decided to head out to their uncle and aunt's house. Their father was waiting behind the tobacco barn with a shotgun. And once they were in range, he shot them with his 12-gauge shotgun, and to ensure they were dead, he bludgeoned them before placing their bodies in the tobacco barn, folding their arms and putting rocks under their heads. Mm. He then returned to the porch, where he shot Fanny directly in the chest, just walked right up to her. Marie and the two boys heard the blast, presumably, and the boys went running to find a hiding place. Charles entered the house, shot Marie in front of the fireplace before seeking out the boys, going to look for them, and then shooting them and bludgeoning them as well. Finally, he went to the baby, bludgeoned her to death, and put her back in her crib. And her cause of death was a fractured skull. Wow. Um, Then he posed the rest of the bodies with their arms crossed and rocks under their heads. Some accounts say stones were placed over their eyes also, but that's not confirmed. But it's a very, like, funereal, like, uh, setup, kind of. Sure. 
After posing the bodies, he went to the woods where he, like I said, paced for several hours before shooting himself. And he was eventually found by his son and a police officer. Now, obviously, this is like suddenly a massive, you know, sensation in the town um, and across the state. 5,000 people attended the family's funeral. A lot of them, you know, most of them not knowing the family, but just curious Mm. what happened. And according to Morbid, the bodies were buried together in one plot with Charles also in the like in the oh, same plot, which okay. is that's kind of gross, questionable, right? I get it, but I also hate it. Also, it said like Charles, father, and I'm like, uh, don't do that. He just murdered all of his children and his wife. Not very fatherly. Yep. Um, also, they were. This is really an odd fact. They put them. They buried them in the clothes that he had bought for their <sighs> studio portrait because they were the nicest clothes they owned. You know. I get it, but that's just icky. It's so icky. It's it makes it just like an extra layer of disturbing. So the farm was a crime scene, but back then, as you can probably imagine, they didn't cordon off crime scenes. They didn't disinfect them in any way. So thousands of people began swarming the family farm to gawk at the scene of the crime. There was still blood everywhere. Shit. Uh, basically left exactly as it was found the day of the murders. And at this point, Charles' brother Marion uh, took advantage of this and started charging people 25 cents to tour the house. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, which actually, you know, I've thought about this a lot and I was listening to Once Upon a Crime and at first it's very like, ew, why would you do that? But it's kind of like nowadays we have TV shows and podcasts and things where literally all we do is hear about murders. Also, I I think it, what grosses me out about it or makes me feel a little uneasy is that like it was so fresh to the death. I feel like maybe after enough time has passed and maybe it's not as exploitable. Like, but I think that's kind of, that's me with like going to like the Lizzie Borden house, you know? like i feel like enough times passed i mean i think that's like a human feeling but i think if you really think about it it doesn't really make a difference like it's just as it's murder is murder you know what i mean yeah like i feel like nowadays if something horrible happened everyone's gonna watch tv about it like if somebody i don't know like a recent case that's like even like the menendez brothers like everyone tuned into the trial everyone wanted to know what happened people saw the crime scene photos like it's just yeah that's true or like the the act like gypsy rose everyone right exactly gotcha and so it's like it sounds fucked up, but nowadays, like, you don't have to go visit the crime scene to see what people can do. Right. Like, to see what the results of a murder like that can be. You can literally just turn on the TV or mm. Google it. So it, it makes sense to me a little bit that, like, people were fascinated and wanted to just, like, see what was happening. It's fucked up. Like, I think maybe don't bring your kids there. <laughs> but, right. But who knows? Um, so... This is disturbing. Marie's Christmas cake was still on display from that morning, the one that she had baked. But uh, it ended up having to be put under glass because people kept stealing the raisins off of it. Wow. Wow. Oh, I thought you wanted me to elaborate more, which I could easily do. You can. You don't have to. My first thought was, like, I can't imagine, like, making a cake thinking I'm going to eat it. But it's actually everyone that's going to parts of it are actually the people viewing my murder in a few that's hours. That's almost like one of the more disturbing elements and it it's like it's the, only because like oh look she made this for the family to celebrate. Yeah, and the then, only reason it exists is because she had other plans yeah, only a few hours exactly. ago. Exactly. And so people were stealing people apparently people came with buckets and collected the blood. So this is too far. I'm like don't steal shit from a crime scene. Don't like you know collect blood from the victim like okay now you're going too far like i understand wanting to like see it and be curious but like this is how i end up having stories like it sounds like you're just trying to haunt your own house right like what a curse to bring like a victim's blood into your home bring a victim's raisins back to your house right 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 those are cursed raisins Mm -hmm. 
Um, all raisins are cursed raisins, to be clear. Unless they're on sticks of peanut butter celery. Correct. And then old auntie's on a log. Just don't put them in my cookies. Okay. So, supposedly, John Dillinger also came to the scene oh, to view it, right? Interesting. Isn't that cool? It's just, like, one of those random fun facts where, like, thousands of people came, including John Dillinger. Oh, he was curious, too, I guess. Well, him amongst many. I <laughs> I of all people, I'm less surprised because, about him being I mean, there. you're right about, like, Lizzie Borden. Think about it. Nowadays, if we were there and they still had, like, a setup of it, we'd be like, oh, I want to see that. Yeah. So, it's like... It's, That's true. Sure, it's, like, 100 years later, but it's still the fucked up things still happen to these right, right, right. very real people. So it's just, yeah, you're right. It seems very fresh and like fucked up and it is. There's an element of how new it is that like, yeah, the, I don't know why. I don't know why it makes it less fucked up immediately. We do talk about that. Though. Like older stories just have the element of time. Like they don't feel this. I think also we're maybe we're more open to talk about our feelings about them because we know nobody alive right now is suffering through the aftermath of it. Like, like direct, like this, Right. Like, nobody is, like, a current victim of the yeah. situation. Like, nobody nobody that's alive right now was best friends with Lizzie Borden's right, dad right, right. or something like that. Like, I, not that that may, like, oh, now we can laugh about it. Right. That's not no, what no, I no, mean. No. But it just, it just feels seems less, like, it feels uh, it's, farther away, like, distanced yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. No, but I The agree. fact that, like, so, like, the cake is still warm from her making it and there's her fresh blood outside from only yeah. an hour later. Yeah. And then people are just, like, bringing buckets. It's like. Well, that part's, like, beyond that, me. Yeah. yeah. It just seems, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it just seems like there's not enough time has passed for us to somehow kind of at least form a scab over it. Completely. Especially being like in the family and charging 25 cents for people to come see it. It's, it's, it just, listen, I don't know this guy. I know I did read he had like severe money problems and listen, I'm not judging. I'm just saying like, I understand why our innate reaction is to go, what the fuck? And then our secondary reaction is to be like, well, actually, because <laughs> yeah. like I was listening to Once Upon a Crime and she said that she's like, I mean, to be honest, like we all probably would have gone if you're listening to this podcast and you binge true crime podcast. And That's this, true. And you had no other access to any of this kind of information. It's fascinating to you. And you're yeah. like, what is everyone looking at? What is everyone? You know, how could this happen? It doesn't mean you don't have empathy, I guess. It just means like you're sickly fascinated like we right, are. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, know. I mean, who are we to talk? We literally That's know it's ex- a true crime podcast. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And like you know so i i'm like we were probably in the same boat so i don't feel like i can judge that at all got it taking the blood don't do that that i might not have done that's a that's a different story that's like what are you gonna do with that what is wrong with you yeah either you're gonna do nothing or something right and anything in the something category (laughs) is bad you're gonna do nothing or something and we don't like either right okay so now i'm gonna tell you the theories as to what the fuck happened on christmas day of 1929 got it so Arthur had actually injured himself a few weeks prior to the murder. He was uh, chopping some weeds down with a uh, with kind of an axe, a pickaxe type thing. I don't know if it was pickaxe. It's a type of axe. And uh, it got caught on like a wire and it swung back and hit him, hit him in the head. Ooh, the sharp point or the dull point? I have no idea. Okay. I imagine. Those are two different stories. Either you got hit by the wooden handle or the sharp metal. I don't think he got hit by a handle if he was swinging it, right? Oh, I see. I thought you meant, like, it left his hands and it swung. No, no, the no. Whole like, he was swinging it and, like, it got stuck. And when he pulled it back, it gave way and hit him got in the it. head. It's bad. Got it. Yeah. So he, uh, it was a really, really bad injury. Um, and people said his temperament changed after the injury. Uh, his temper became even worse than usual. But... So at first it's like, oh, head injury, you know, we know how that can change someone's uh, behavior and attitude. 
and outlook on life. And that seems to have happened. But this is also debunked pretty much, in my opinion, as a plausible theory, because after their deaths, Charles's brain was actually removed and brought to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. And they analyzed it to see if anything was wrong, if he had received brain injury from any from the, the hit. Nothing. He didn't have any brain injury. Nothing was seemingly like off from his normal self from the way his brain would have looked before the injury. Um, so that kind of was debunked as a theory as to why, why he did this. Um, another theory. Now this is the one that's probably the most shocking. Uh, this one didn't actually surface until 60 years after the crime. So in 1990, a book called white Christmas, bloody Christmas was published about the Lawson family murders. The book was written by Trudy J. Smith and her father, M. Bruce Jones, who was actually a boy in the neighborhood when the murders occurred. Mm. So as he grew up, he said all his uh, sisters were able to go see the crime scene, and his mom said he was too young, so he oh, wow. he was left at home. I feel like that would cause you to, in the future, write a book on Be it. Be obsessed just, with it, yeah, right? It's like, well, everyone else got you to see it. You kept me from it. Exactly. So he did. He became kind of obsessed with solving the crime, and his daughter joined him, and they wrote a book about it. Huh. Um, the day before the book was to be published, they received a phone call and the phone call was from one of the Lawson's cousins. Her name was Stella and she was a cousin of the kids, uh, at the time. And she had already been interviewed for the book, but she called and said, look, I know you're about to publish it, but there's something you need to know before you publish your book. Hmm. It emerged that weeks before Christmas, Marie, who's the oldest, the one in the middle, the right. 17 year old, she was at a sleepover with her best friend, Ella Mae Johnson. And she seemed like off. She seemed upset. And Ella Mae asked what was wrong. And and she said nothing. And she tried and kind of prodded her and asked her what was going on. Finally, Marie broke down and told her best friend that she was pregnant. When Ella Mae asked who the father was, Marie said, my papa. And that's why they were standing in the middle together in the Christmas I picture? I don't know. It just adds to it, you know. So Marie told Ella Mae that her dad knew he had impregnated her. And so did her mother. <laughs> Okay, that's but different. a neighbor said uh, he knew, he had heard about this, the pregnancy, and he, he uh, Charlie had told him, if you ever tell Fanny, if anyone, if Fanny ever found out, if anyone would ever tell Fanny, quote, there would be some killing done. So, yikes. And Marie outwardly told her friend, my mother knows as well. So. And she looked pissed in that picture. She did look pretty fucking pissed, and they all look pretty uncomfortable. So then the authors were like, well, back to the drawing board, I guess. Our book was supposed to be published tomorrow, but let's uh, oh my God. go back. So they started to gather more information about this story, and it seems pretty true. Like, it, there's, you know, a lot of people had... Have they ever exhumed her body to see if there was a baby there? Or is it... I don't no. know how bodies work. It could... <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. Like, so. like, would there still be a fetus there after all this time is what I'm... I guess it would imagine... Or I guess it would depend on how far or along, along she was. Yeah. Um, so a few Lawson women, and she wasn't showing in the photo. They know, they've said she wasn't showing, so I don't know how far along she would have been. Mm. Uh, so a few Lawson women had been overheard talking at the funeral about how Fanny had confided in them that she had discovered incest in her family before Christmas, and she had agonized about the situation for weeks. Um, and that family portrait just becomes creepier and creepier the more you think about uh, this whole situation going down, and like that at the time of this photo. Marie and her dad and mom knew about this pregnancy and he had assaulted her and mm. it just makes it all much more twisted. Right. Um, especially him with that weird smug face. It's just not good. Yeah. Blah. You guys, if you're not watching the YouTube, go Google a picture it's of the Lawson family murders. It's 
or the portrait he does look very proud of himself right he's like between the two of them and like looking off into the distance it's a little creepy um so that one i think that theory makes a lot of sense to me because um pretty much everyone from around that time there were rumors going around but also people in the family were like oh no she told us this like we knew this was the truth fanny knew marie knew um it's not just a rumor like they actually have a lot of people who who were there who said it was true Mm. Now, another question that was brought up in that Morbid episode that I thought was interesting is why didn't he kill Arthur? Why did he send Arthur away right. before the murders? One theory that I think makes a whole lot of sense is that Arthur, he believed Arthur would have stopped him. Huh. So he's like, he's the oldest. He's 16. Like, he would have gotten in the way. If I were trying to kill everyone in the family, right? Um, he would have gotten in the way. So that's one theory. Uh, another theory that I think is interesting um, is that Arthur didn't believe the incest. He didn't know about the incest thing. And so after the deaths, maybe he would have been able to be like, no, that would never happen. And like protect oh. the family name or reputation, which is a little bit, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of thought. I don't know. That doesn't right. totally. It's a lot of assuming about someone's character after, after you're not there. Yeah. And a lot of caring about that. Right. After you just murdered everyone, you want your reputation to be saved. It's right. Like, exactly. Um, Question of backwards. Now, another theory uh, that was thrown out by the, the people on morbid which i thought was interesting is that considering he was the oldest son he could carry on the family name and i personally think that makes a lot of sense just because that's how a lot of people think and thought and um you know he was the oldest son i'm sure he apparently he and his dad were very close and maybe he just was like okay you're carrying on our name and uh everyone else has to go with me um Arthur had obviously a hard life after the murders. His entire, I mean, all his six siblings and his mother and father were all dead in a matter of one afternoon on Christmas Day. Mm. Uh, he began drinking heavily at a young age, and he refused to discuss the crimes with anyone for the rest of his life. He married and had four kids, but tragically in 1945, he died in a car accident at the young age of 31. So he didn't even live too much longer, mm. 15 years after the murders. So this is uh, this was brought up in every podcast episode I listened to about this uh, story is that back then there were these things called murder ballads and they would basically sing songs like bluegrass bands would like make songs about murderers or crimes. Oh, okay. It's like in Game of Thrones where like they'd play, you know, like old timey tunes about like the wife so fair, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. You know, that one. Uh, (laughs) And so they would make up these songs about like these crimes and then they would sing them and people would kind of i've heard a few yeah yeah um and so they actually played the songs in criminal and once upon a crime um and it's very weird to hear uh mm. they were very popular apparently they were often used as lullabies to warn children like cautionary tales which stick to yeah. the demons if you're gonna do it's, a cautionary yeah, tale the Not thing like, about a cautionary tale is like realistically it, it can't happen and also but, by the time you're older you realize oh that was made up right this, this is like a little too it's literally real what are you saying like daddy's gonna hack you up with it? it's like you're not telling a like a, a fable you're telling a biography yeah like, yeah yeah a real story so that i thought was weird it's like but like but real but real <laughs> um so actually here are the, some of the lyrics i'm gonna read to you i'm not gonna sing them Okay. Don't worry. You're not going to look in my eyes and hold my hand and then write it in a card later for me to read out loud to everyone else? Okay. Oh, I'll do that just after we stop recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, here's some lyrics, and uh, I heard this on all three episodes. They say he killed his wife at first while the little ones did cry. Please, Papa, won't you spare our lives? It is so hard to die. And I'm like, 
That's fucked up, dude. Ooh, that's heavy. Heavy. And, like, they said it in uh, the morbid episode too they were like also like you don't know what the fuck they said like right it is so, so hard to bring your, your own spin on things correct you're like creating your own little like story behind it to sing to your because it rhymes right i mean really so anyway the p- family is still buried in the same plot in germanton north carolina the headstone bears the inscription quote not now but in the coming years it will be in a better land we'll read the meaning of our tears and then sometime we'll understand it's just all very dark and heavy mm. stuff. Uh, pretty much everyone in town knows the story. Um, I can imagine you would if you lived in a small town sure. like that. Uh, if you want to read a copy of White Christmas, Bloody Christmas, it's very hard to find a copy. So you can check it out at the local library, but you have to stay in the building to read it so that you don't steal it. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, you can't really check it out. Uh, the story is still shared to this day. It has kind of developed this like air of mystery over time as... Like you said, this is ripe for a kind of a ghost story, a creepy paranormal story. Yeah. Um, It is said that when the leaves fall, they fall on every plot except Charles's. And when it snows, the snow doesn't stick to his grave. Interesting. So there are also... Even Mother Nature has denied him. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As she should. Uh, There are also rumored to be some ghosts that haunt the property. Well, duh. I'm going to tell you these because there's not, there's definitely not enough for you to do a story. There's only like... One, now you know what it's like to try to find a ghost topics. story. Yeah. I know, I know. So I'm just going to, I decided to just do it because I'm like, you're never going to you. have enough to cover this on your own. But so there are, are r- rumored to be ghosts, duh, as you said, so eloquently. Uh, <laughs> also gone, I could have gone with doy. Doy but... is a good one. Is yeah. that cool now though? That's probably no, not cool. We literally said this is heavy as if we're still in the 80s. So <laughs> I think I think cool has passed. Mom, if you're listening, I'm no longer cool, so... This is not... Hope you enjoyed that phase of my life. <laughs> I sure did. I'm sure she loved it, by the way, when you were super cool. Yeah. This is not radical. All right. Not tubular. Not whatsoever. tubular. Whatsoever. <laughs> okay. According to paranormalstories.blogspot.com, which I imagine is one of your bookmarks, mm-hmm. a house that is now the Squires Inn Bed and Breakfast is said to be haunted by members of the Lawson family. The owners claim they have seen seven-year-old Maybell and two-year-old Raymond Lawson peering into windows of the front door, and they have been heard talking, laughing, and playing inside and outside the house. According to paranormal author Dale J. Young, it is said that Charlie Lawson's crimes are so horrible that his soul is not even welcome in hell. Wow. As a result, some local residents say his ghost still wanders the road in Stokes County near the place where his farm once stood. And if you go, you can see him walk down the road toward his where his farm once Oof. was. Uh, and finally, the author of StrangeCarolinas.com interviewed Richard Miller, the owner of TB Knight Funeral Home. So there's a mu- museum on the first floor, and then there's like the funeral home above it. Oh, wow. Uh, where, eight, where the eight members of the Lawson family were embalmed. Hmm. When asked if there were any ghosts, Miller, the owner, replied, yes, a little girl. I've never seen her, but four people have. One was a man. I was in here, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thank sure. you. What were the other three? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who's to say? A dog. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, a cl- cl- like, is that a to believe? Does that mean the other? Th- what are the gods? <laughs> Does that mean the other three are women? If... I think that's what he's saying, which I'm like. Katsopolis. Okay, men can One was a Jesse Katsopolis. <laughs> yes. One was an Uncle Jesse. Uh, one was a man. Okay. I was in here years ago, and apparently she was looking out the window because the man wanted to know if my daughter was in here working with me. So the guy came in and asked, oh, is your daughter working in the office with you? And he's like, no, I don't have a, or, no, I don't have a daughter. Or, no, she's, I, you know, no, my daughter's not here. And he's like, oh, who's that little girl in the window? 
Goodbye. <laughs> She's like, goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, then he says, there's been three kids. Oh, okay. Maybe it was three kids. Okay. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a pass on this, Richard. He says, there's been three kids who saw her. One kid's about... One kid about three years ago grabbed his dad's arm and said, I'm not going up there. There's a little girl standing there. I like how he didn't know if it was a dead girl or not. Just a girl. And he was like, I'm not going yeah, up there. Yeah, fuck that. Like, there's a girl. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. There's a girl. I refuse. <laughs> That's such a good point. Uh, he also says, Richard also says, I've had a couple kids who refuse to go down the hallway. So, huh. They are scared of her, which is interesting because a lot of times you hear of kids say like, oh, no, that's my friend. Yeah, but apparently they don't this like This one is not trying to like moosh off your vulnerable. Yeah, this one's been child. murdered violently. I don't know. And anyway, that is the tragic tale of the Lawson Family Christmas Day Massacre. All right. Terrible, huh? Terrible. So I researched that. And that's why when we were doing an episode yesterday, too, I was like, I don't want to do another Christmas one. I just want to kind of do one and then move on. It's too much. It's a lot. The takeaway is Mary Lou is also the Avengers. That's that's what I'm going to leave it. I, didn't know, I thought for sure you would have known about that, that as working in TV, that there were code names for things. No, but I never worked on set. Like I worked on set at set, like uh, at Disney, like in the building, oh, like on a like, lot. Got it. Got it. Got it. But I never worked on location because I was always an office PA. Got it. Well, even then, it's like it's. I guess, and also I worked sense. at Disney XD. We didn't have co- we didn't need code names. That's true. Any of the things. any of the Nickelodeon or Disney shows we had, they had just normal. names. And also, they're all filmed like, or they're either animated or they're all filmed um, on set at Nickelodeon. So right. like, there weren't any. Uh, but yeah. So there was code. Well, there was mainly code names for people like me because it, the whole point is that there's so many moving parts to a production that you know you don't know the names of every person sure, who's going to work on your show. So like if I ran home and said, I'm working on Spider-Man, you know, things would get out of hand very quickly. Yeah. So I, they would, they wouldn't even tell us like we found out it afterwards. Makes sense, Cause who knows who's accidentally going to say it. Who's accidentally going to say it. Well, yeah. You kind of figure it out after you're making enough of the, the props, but like, <laughs> yeah, but like, so you're making like so, a Spider-Man mask. You're like, I wonder what this movie about jo- <laughs> summer of George is. <laughs> well, yeah. So like they don't tell us either. The whole point is that like, only the direct people who contained. work on on the actual movie, like are on the lot, know what the movie is. And then when they, whenever they would give us a work order or come pick something up, they'd be like, "Oh, I'm here for Summer of George." It does make sense. And that way, like all the moving parts underneath you, you can trust that they're not going home or like stealing product. Like if I knew that I was working on a Spider-Man movie, fuck yeah, I would take everything. Like, I would, I would have made doubles of everything, so I'd have my own like little. Hold on, I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so then you end up finding out like. After you work there long enough, you just become friends with the, the people who are making the work order so they know what the actual yeah, movie yeah. is. And, and they could probably trust you at that point not to and then run they, around screaming what you're doing or tweet it. Yeah. So at some point you're working on enough things and you're like, oh, what is this movie and also, actually? Like, your and your job would out. be at stake. If you tweeted, I'm working on this, like they fucking would probably fire you. Yeah. The rule usually was once the movie's out, you can you can tell. Right. So there were times where you would kind of look at me and be like, you may not share this. Oh, yeah. We would be in the middle of the podcast. I know. And I'd be like, delete this. I'd be like, delete this part. That you happened cannot a lot. tell anyone. I know. Anyway. We, I, we used to know, you used to be the bearer of all my secrets. I still am. You just don't know it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening to our holiday special full of fun facts and lots of gruesome death. Christmas time has passed. Yes. Can't wait to sing that again next year. Can you wait? No. We can't. I'm going to tell the real story about the Grinch, so email me. <laughs> Okay. And that's why we drink. Yay.